Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast Unfiltered with me, Taylor James. And me, Emma Tyndall. This is the podcast where we delve into the weird and wonderful. Where no concept, conspiracy theory or conversation is off limits. So join us as we open up shop next door, turn the base up, and have even more of a waffle. Hello. Hi. We just don't get any better at this, do we? <laughs> whenever I see your face, like whenever you just let me into the meeting room, I just smile. I can't help it. You're so cute. Oh. You're just like. Oh, anyway. see, I feel like my mood's been turned around already. <laughs> Gosh, you hear that? That was such a Jimmy Carr laugh. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you know what though? I love, uh, I love how we start these recordings and literally we're both just like, yeah, here we are again. Yeah. Here we go. Round 13. But it's exciting. Today, I think we're talking about something that's quite topical at the moment. I feel like we're quite hard on ourselves, me and you, with this. As much as we have these conversations about perfection doesn't exist and, mm. you know, chasing the dream and what does the dream even mean kind of thing. Mm. Whereas today we're talking about imperfections. And I think this is why I'm in a bit of a funk because I'm just like, I feel like I'm chasing something that doesn't really exist. And then when I get to a certain point, I'm like, well, I, quite clearly something's not quite fulfilling me at the moment. I don't, I don't yeah. really know what's going on. Oh, bless you. No, I think we, we do. Do you think you're a perfectionist? Yeah. And I think I'm quite, I put a lot of pressure on myself to kind mm. of play a certain character that doesn't kind of allow himself to fail. Whereas deep down, I'm kind of like, like a kind of like a duck. Where, mm. Like when you look at a duck, they're all like 
calm and collected like mm. cool duck but then underneath like they're absolutely like scrambling to stay afloat i feel like that's the vibe i've got at the moment and it's like it's a topical conversation because i'm just like I'm, things don't have to be perfect things are gonna go wrong you should be like mm-hmm. embracing the imperfections enjoy the bumps in the road i'm glad you brought it up because I'm going to go really geeky and English literature on you now, right? But yes. I remember studying this <laughs> and Aristotle, good old, good old Aristotle, um, he thought of perfection as potential being fully realized and expressed. And I think that is the perfect way to describe perfection because it attributes the value of perfect to yourself and yourself only. Whereas society dictates perfection as something being, you know, without fault or complete or that, you know, you've got no flaws or defects or anything. Whereas Aristotle was like, you're perfect when you're fully expressing who you are and like realizing yourself. And I just think like we've lost that meaning of perfection. This is going to be a soppy episode, isn't it? Oh, Oh, I hate this. (laughs) We went from kinky vibrator stories last week to life fulfilling and wholesomeness (laughs) (laughs) okay guys it's time for is it sad or is it sweet taylor do you have a story for me this week yes i do and this is something that i feel like quite a lot of people do but they might not admit to this but obviously we talk about music quite a lot on the show and someone asked me, I don't know why we were talking about this. I think they were typing it into a text message. But someone asked me how to spell glamorous. And guess how I guess how I know how to spell glamorous, Emma? G L A M O R O U S. Yeah. That's how I know how to spell glamorous. And so my question to you, Emma, this week, is it sad or is it sweet that the only reason I know how to spell glamorous is because of Fergie? Do you know what? I completely think it's sweet only because the only reason I can spell difficulty is because of Matilda. Matilda. Mrs. D, Mrs. I, Mrs. FFI, Mrs. C, Mrs. U, Mrs. LTY. I think that it's a great way to learn. I'm pretty sure it's the same as Bruce Almighty. The only reason I know how to spell beautiful is because it goes B E A, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I think it's smart. I think it's sweet and smart and not sad. There we go. I mean, maybe a little bit sad because we are grown adults and we should probably know how to spell. But also, I think fuck spelling these days. You don't know. You don't need it. I think imperfections are celebrated now more so than ever. But I'm excited to have our guest who we've got coming on today to talk about it because obviously it's Lottie. Lottie Fedlow from the Great British yes. Bake Off and um, her cooking book is called Imperfect and I think that she I mean Lottie and I met when I worked on the show and she struck me as somebody who was so incredibly confident and just was like well nah, just go and do it like and and in, in the baking world I think that's really interesting because mm. you know it is very precise and it's an art right like there's a lot of freedom with cooking, but baking is very specific. And so I think it's really interesting that she's gone down this sort of imperfect route, makes it more accessible to everyone, you know? 
No, I don't think you've literally, you couldn't have summed that up better. And I'm really intrigued because when you said it, like when you compare it to bacon, some people will look at like a cake and if it doesn't look great, you're like, oh, I'm not going to eat that because it doesn't look mm. a certain way. Yeah, at the same time, it could actually be the best tasting thing in the world because you've immediately looked at it and it doesn't look what you think what it should look like. You've completely dismissed it. And you're, yeah. you could potentially you run that risk of missing out on something that could have been absolutely amazing. So I'm really That's intrigued. That's a good analogy. Yeah, it, I'm honestly, I'm really, really excited to have a waffle with that. Yeah. But <laughs> we need to talk about the waffle word of the week. For anyone joining us for the first time, the waffle word of the week is the part of the show where me and Emma try and slip in a word that was predetermined by last week's winner. I was fortunate enough to win considering Emma has a thing for pincers, which I highly recommend going back to last week because it's a belter. But I get to choose this week what the word is that we've got to kind of slip into conversation with the incredible Lottie. And this week, the word is slinky. Are you ready, Emma? Just a very good choice. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's get her in. Let's do it. Lottie Vedler, welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast Unfiltered. Thank you so much for having me. Are we going to get to eat waffles? There's a waffle behind you and it makes there me is. want waffles. Do you know yeah. what? I get always say this, like I feel like I've missed a marketing trick here. But to be fair, your friend is the last person that I baked for and she laughed at my cake, Laura. So I've learned to never bake for anyone who's been on TV baking. Well, should we dive into some questions about imperfection? Yes. <laughs> so how does Lottie kind of ignore perfection and celebrate the imperfections? It's definitely not through design. It's, it's uh, I am a perfectionist, right? There's no doubt. And I have suffered with... I. I honestly see it as a, as an ailment, kind of this perfectionist streak when people have it, it is really difficult to live with because you are constantly seeking something that is of a higher level than what you are able to achieve. That's the point of perfectionism, right? And baking for me was a prime example of how in my life I found things were just going constantly wrong and it was constantly disappointing and I was always upset with myself and constantly berating myself for not doing better and not reaching those kind of aspirational goals that you see everywhere on Instagram, like baking on Instagram makes you feel like you have to turn out beautifully photographed, perfectly baked and iced, you know, presented with some backdrop, you know, all like the little bits of flour and all this, all professional. And if you don't turn that out, no one wants to see it. Do you know what I mean? You make mistakes, no one wants Mm. to see that. And then going on Bake Off, I suddenly realized that, people were tuning in to and relating to that idea of watching me fuck up was a amusing, but be also like highly relatable because people are like, that is exactly what happens to me when I do that in the kitchen. So that for me in a roundabout way of saying to you, like perfection to me was something I always strived for. And it sounds ridiculous, but to say it, but it is absolutely true that baking showed me the way of imperfection and that being okay and learning to embrace it 
I, I love that. that. I can totally relate to that as well. Like even watching your IG videos, I think I watched one the other day of you making a tart and you flipped a pastry over into it and it broke. And I was like, that literally happens to me every time, but you don't see that shit on like tasty videos or Buzzfeed or, you know, any of that stuff. Yeah. And I just think yeah. you're right. It does make it incredibly relatable. Um, I wonder whether in your personal life, like growing up, did you, where did that desire to be perfect come from and in what form like was it just baking or was it in like every element of your life oh no so I had a a pretty strong rule that that if I wasn't going to be the best at something I just wouldn't do it um so I was highly academic lucky to say that I was highly academic so I was dead good at reading um so I used to read all the time and I was like the best reader ever and always used to get stickers in class at school and stuff. And I was free reading when I was like in year three and everyone else was reading Biff and Chip. And there's me like, don't worry guys, I got <laughs> this. the past. Yeah. <laughs> just, so a bit, like, just a bit of C.S. Lewis. <laughs> yeah, just dead cash. Um, Anne of Green Gables, no jokes. I read that when I was like nine. <laughs> anyway, um, so I was like, that was me. I was kind of found my niche. And then I remember someone introducing me to sport and PE and me being so shit at it and having like no coordination and no speed and no physical fitness or prowess and no desire to take part in anything because I knew I wouldn't be picked for a team. I wasn't going to be the best in the school. And so my attitude was just like, fuck it, then I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to go to the library. And like, that's Mm. literally how I grew up was like, I try something and if I couldn't smash it first time, I'm out. Which means that I was always very good at what I did because what I did Mm. was very little. (laughs) And so like, (laughs) that's, that's at the point where you kind of think like when I look back, on this kind of certainly from child and then through to adolescence, we're all kind of like finding, trying to find our little niche in the world. And my niche was just kind of doing things that I knew I could do the best reading, doing schoolwork. God, I sound fun. And so like, that was what I did. I would just find those little niches. And then it kind of, as you get older, you realize that your world is getting considerably smaller because you're not allowing yourself to try these new things just in case you fail, right? Just in case mm-hmm. you are not the best at something, in case you're not perfect. Relationships with boys, that that was not on my radar for a while. I was like, oh no, I don't think I'm going to be the best at that. So I'll pop that to one side. Like, honestly, I didn't do anything. I was, I was just that weird emo kid who would sit in the corner and read. I'm painting a great picture. Um, I mean, but you know what's really interesting, and I don't know whether Lottie, you can have this as a bit of advice, but something I'm, I was very, very similar to yourself in that respect, where I would try something like mm, not going to be the best at that, I'm going to give up. Whereas I compare quite a lot of my life now to like a slinky. So you know when you you have a slinky, you kind of you push it down the stairs, and it gets to a certain point, and if you haven't got the perfect stairs, it's the slinky will stop. You're blaming and the stairs. I'm blaming the stairs. Whereas all you sometimes you need is just that extra little bit we'll of a push. nudge and it'll carry on. Yeah, yeah, I get so that. I live what my life like bend- that, like a What if slinky? there's a bend in the stairs? What if there's a bend in the stairs? What if you live in a bungalow? Yeah, where's the slinky just, just- supposed to go? <laughs> the analogy's fucked, Taylor, not going to lie. No, no. shoe boxes, shoe boxes. There's okay. always a way. Never give yeah. up never give up okay positive yeah I get shit. I get that no I yeah and other positive shit um <laughs> I completely I completely get that and that is how I genuinely feel like the baking thing kind of gave me that lesson that kind of mm. push yourself allow yourself to fail 
learn from your mistakes, but don't keep thinking about the end goal. Think about the process and enjoying that process and Mm. stop trying to worry about this perfection at the end or this potential need for perfection at the end. So through the lens of, God, I sound ridiculous. Like I've written this on a fridge (laughs) magnet, but it is actually the truth. Like through the lens of baking, I have realized that I don't need to strive for perfection. It's a, it's a, it's a hiding to nothing. It's a perfect analogy though, isn't it? Because we were literally saying it. And I think I, I picked it up from like when we were doing like our research into like your new, new, your new book and like the stuff that you've kind of obviously said in like previous interviews was about, you can look at a cake and be like, oh my God, that looks the most beautiful thing in the whole wide world. Cause it looks perf- perfect. Yet, yeah. If someone who's put the same amount of hours in, who's one hasn't turned out quite as perfect, but it could be mm. taste so much better. Yet you're immediately going to stop yourself from potentially tasting or doing the thing that actually you could be the best thing for you mm-hmm. just on this kind of false idea of what perfect is. That's genuinely where the idea for the book came from. I love it. Um, and I'm not saying that there's like this really deep ethos to the book. It, ultimately, it's 80 recipes in a recipe book It'll to help you to make stuff that tastes good. But behind the reasoning for it is exactly that you know um and kind of taking those risks being open enough to take the risk of potential failure and enjoying the process along the way and with baking the enjoy the process is super important because you can have a right laugh with it i do i'm constantly fucking up and i find myself hilarious um but other people do when you're baking with them you know like you bake with people you fuck up together that's an even better feeling you're part of this team of like oh my god what me and Laura when we bake together it is carnage Carnage. like you know absolute carnage we forget flour you know we're kind of there's also we did a live where we were making on live Instagram live we were making cheesecake everyone had they were in America they're in Australia and we forgot realization live with like hundreds of people watching and I was like guys I'm really sorry but we just haven't put the flour in this bake and like me and me and Laura looked at each other everyone in the comments comments start kicking off like oh my god fuck what are we gonna do oh my god it was in the oven at this point <laughs> so it's like oh my god what are we gonna do, what are we gonna do? right now and like i literally just had to say listen we're all in this together that's the thing we've had a right laugh doing it and who fucking knows what's going to come out of the oven but we are totally all in this together we will just take it out of the oven when it's ready and we will taste it and we will say do you know what it could have tasted better if there was flour in it the texture's a little off but we had a laugh doing it and we've been on, you know, we've been talking to each other for an hour and what a great crack. Like totally. that's, that's the, the process is super important. And then the other thing, and certainly in the book, I focus on flavor massively because in the tent, again, classic me and Laura, always me and Laura getting in trouble, but me and Laura and I'm, you know, I, I don't ha- bake off has given me a lot more confidence than I had in my flavor combinations before, but always without fail regardless if Prue was grabbed she used to grab my face and be like oh Lossie like she'd get so frustrated with me because I was like so nearly there each week oh Lossie you nearly did it this week but you're still not quite there or like Paul going Lossie can you just try harder next week and so all of that kind of feeling they would always say regardless of that kind of comment they would always say your flavors do taste great I really Mm. like the flavors and Laura was exactly the same. We would literally, it looked like we had shat on a plate and served it to the judges. And they'd be like, this looks horrific, but it tastes fantastic. So <laughs> the other point of the book is 
putting flavor first and putting flavor combinations first and not worrying about that kind of perfect turned out thing at the end get a get a spoon in it have a taste it will taste mm. all right regardless of what else goes wrong I'm doing a lot of Speaking, talking aren't I sorry about that no it's great that's what you're here for <laughs> it's the podcast mate you're supposed yeah, to okay, talk. Great, great, imagine great. you're just like mm-hmm, yeah I do know but it's because um, no, no one's really asked me about this stuff um, like it's normally just like so where can we buy your book from and I'm like Amazon um, <laughs> but like this is like the, this is books from. <laughs> yeah yeah but this is like the first proper time that I've had like an in-depth chat about it and I've gone o- overly passionate so I'll just get in my no, box quickly it. and then <laughs> you're clearly very passionate about it and it's really great to hear um I'm curious as to how you got from Lottie, who was scared of failure and doing anything outside of her comfort zone and that that envision of being perfect to then applying for one of the most potentially draining, horrific, but beautiful experiences that you can ever possibly do on television, which is the Great British Bake Off. Like how yeah. how did that even, you know, yeah. what, what made you want to apply for that? Such a good question. So um, let's just let's just paint the picture. So COVID is just starting, right? It's 2020. I'm a theatre producer who works in specialized, like we work in Panto, my, my company with my mate, we work in Panto and COVID started kicking off. People started talking about COVID and I was like, that's a worry, isn't it? So all theatre folk had by January decided that their entire worlds were about to be turned upside down. So like there was nothing that was confirmed, nothing, no one was firming up, no agents were coming back to us, no uh, theatres wanted to book anything in advance. There was nothing would being confirmed because there was this kind of feeling of a rumbling of something really quite serious on the horizon. So that's my first thing, just bear that in mind. The next thing is I'm sitting on the loo scrolling because that's what we do when we're sitting on the loo. I'm on Instagram, scrolling, scrolling, and an advert comes up, apply for Bake Off. And I was like, ha ha ha, that's my favorite show. That would be a funny thing to do for the next five minutes whilst I'm on the loo. Press the apply (laughs) button, sitting on the loo. This is the God's honest truth sitting on the loo, uploaded a picture of myself in a Christmas hat with a fag hanging out my mouth and was then like, that, come on, like, that's silly. So I got one without the fag, still had a Christmas hat on. And like, it was with sunglasses on with a Christmas hat. Like, I looked like such an idiot. Um, that was my picture. And I like typed this little bit, like, I just really like baking. Um, I'm, I, you know, I don't think I'm that good at it, but I really enjoy doing it. Like, I was, I was applying as if it was a mate of mine that I was chatting to and I was literally doing it to pass the five minutes that I was on the loo. That is the God's (laughs) honest truth. I then got off the loo, fast forward a week or so, COVID starts to hit massively and this rumbling is now like, okay, so Easter tour is cancelled, this work's cancelled, this work's cancelled. And I'm like, well, let me just have a look at that application form again. What do they want from me? So it's like, okay, they want to see bread. I'm like, okay, I've never baked a loaf of bread before. I should probably do that just for my own baking, learning. Let's teach myself to bake a loaf of bread. Did that, sent a photo, added it to my application. We'd like to see, see you make something full puff, so something like this, whatever. There was like the next thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. So I think I've made rough puff, but I've never made full. I'll give, I'll give it a go. Give it a go. Something to do, isn't it? It's just something to do. Yeah. Made that, took a photo. And that is literally how my application happened was that it was just kind of finding stuff to do in this really scary kind of COVID sitting on my shoulder and boredom and going for it. And the last thing to say is that any perfectionist out there, any perfectionist, any true perfectionist who has lived with it all their life is looking for opportunities 
to prove themselves to reach that level right and I try and turn that off on a daily basis so there's this voice going don't apply for it if you know don't do this unless you're going to win but then if I think that there's even a small chance that I might win that there's something up there for me to reach that's like something to push myself on a challenge I want to do it to see if I can get that feeling of yeah smash that and that's really good so that's the kind of that's that's what you have in that perfectionist personality it's like you want that affirmation but you also want that to want to be able to say well I didn't want that anyway so I didn't Mm -hmm. even try and that's Mm -hmm. what the application form was about to me it's like well I'm kind of just doing it a little bit off the cuff so like whatever like if they don't get back to me I haven't really tried so it's fine and then you know it all got very out of hand and I ended up on the show the end incredible (laughs) (laughs) I love this I'm literally hanging on to every word thinking yep yeah, but I can relate that to that part of my life. That I can relate that to the. There's, yeah. there's one thing that I have got to ask you though, and to take inspiration from one of the recipes in your book. Are mm. you glad you risked it for a chocolate biscuit? <laughs> yeah, I really am, and risk. I am very risk averse because of reasons previously discussed, right? Um, but yeah, that chapter, risk it, risk it for a biscuit, is the, the name of the biscuit chapter for that exact reason. The whole idea is that kind of. Go on, take a risk, take a risk, bake a biscuit, choose a biscuit out of this chapter that you think, well, I'm a little bit scared by that. And I bet mine doesn't look like that. Just take a risk, do it, see what turns out, learn from it, enjoy the process, have a laugh. And that, that again, you, you're absolutely right in that I took a risk with my biscuit. And that's what I want people to see. People who are new bakers, people who are bakers, but nervous. There are so many nervous bakers <laughs> Because baking seems to attract people like me and like so many other bakers, including the ones in the tent, including people that I've met after Bake Off who have been in the tent. We are an anxious bunch. I don't know why baking attracts us. It's something to kind of keep our minds active. It's something that we can use our hands for. Um, There are just so many people using baking for that. So nervous bakers, new bakers, experienced bakers who want to feel good about themselves, all of those people can look at these different chapters and they will get something out of it. Yeah, it's a mixed bag, but definitely encouraging people to take a risk and what's the worst that can happen. Exactly. And that is totally like the ethos that you have to go through with life, right? And I find that so, when you were saying about um, wanting to set a goal or like achieve something, but also knowing in your heart of hearts that you didn't really want it to save the preservation for when it doesn't go wrong. Do you think that you've stepped away from that now? Because I think in in like like the kind of self-development world, everyone's like, oh no, that's such a dangerous way to think. But I think sometimes there's such a place for that because it's kind of comfortable. But I don't know, what do you think about that now? I think, I honestly just feel like I sound like a regurgitating fridge magnet of like these bright ideas that you see on Instagram. Like, do you know what I mean? Like inspirational quotes, like let's yeah. walk away from that. But <laughs> honestly, um, everyone else's everyone's journey is different again that that's a fridge magnet isn't it right there that God. Um, <laughs> no, no room left on the fridge <laughs> there's no room on the fridge because it's just I'm gonna start writing shit, them all down and putting them shit up on inspirational me. quotes from Lottie um but that that is like everyone has their own shit going on and everyone has mm. their own journey whether that's in past childhood trauma well whatever's gone on in your past relationships whatever you're coming into these kind of life, you're facing life. We're all in that similar position that all of that is behind us constantly kind of honor us. And it's about how we find a way through that keeps us 
in a sane enough place to continue getting up in the morning. And for me, thinking like this about imperfection, reminding myself, like there'll be days when I wake up and think, do you know what? I'm not going to post that reel because I now have followers to think about. Hilarious. Like who the fuck (laughs) thought that anyone would follow me? Why would you follow me? Like I had 16 followers going into the tent. Like that is a whole new world for me. And yet there are people who I want to please. I want to make them happy. I want Mm. to give them content. I want to show them stuff that they maybe don't know on baking. I want to make them feel like they can risk it for a biscuit. But that does also have the flip side that I'll be sitting at home thinking I've done a reel. I'm looking at it. I'm going, oh, it's not really that funny. You know, I don't know, man. Like, is that enough? Is that, would I want to watch that? No, it's boring. Is it too slow? Is the music wrong? Am I saying, is there enough baking content or is it just me dicking about? Is that narcissistic? Like, it is constant. Actually, the bottom line is if I am happy with it and I look at that video and think, yeah, I've turned out something all right then, then that goes on my page. I'll be honest, the content is slim on the ground. But when I'm happy (laughs) with something, it goes out Mm -hmm. and I just think, okay, fuck everyone else and what anyone else thinks and if they if it's not good enough for me that was enough I got something from it I you know I felt good about the edited version and I put it out there for people to see and so as baking kind of becomes less of what I'm doing in my personal development journey and it becomes more about kind of taking those messages through life I have to just remind myself occasionally like why don't we just bake a loaf of bread and see if you fuck it up and it's going to taste delicious and it's going to taste delicious it's fine yeah so I still check in with that but I've tried to kind of take the message forward onwards that's now a dance I'm doing please (laughs) stop me talking (laughs) I'm so grateful that we had this conversation today oh mate genuinely so grateful thank you so much for coming on we've absolutely loved this and um brilliant yeah i think you've reassured a lot of people out there that they can be as imperfectly perfect as you oh thanks man and And go buy the book yeah obviously yeah yeah. could you buy the book that would also be great thanks (laughs) because p.s gotta pay the bills (laughs) um but yeah um and then we'll get can we go for waffles one day in real life absolutely 110 percent that will okay, happen great. i'm not great. making them though there's a lot of pressure well no one needs to make the waffles there's no pressure we've just had this oh conversation. Yeah, we've just literally had this <laughs> we can make nothing together. literally i don't we'll make the i do listen. together and we'll have a laugh making them and if they taste like shit we'll order them in so it's fine deal and you won't forget the flour no, and this time I won't forget the flower. <laughs> All that so Lottie's fridge magnets are on sale now via her yeah. website. <laughs> you jest. I have merchandise coming. Yes. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Good. I'd buy it. I mean, would you? I mean, who's going to buy that shit? Anyway, there's a voice. You can hear it all the time. Yeah. I've got to go. Uh, but thank you so much for having me. And um, I look forward to waffles. Yes, me too. Take Enjoy. care, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Oh. That has turned my day around. What She's woman? Fucking jokes. I know. So good. I just love her. Like, and the baking analogy is so true for real life. I can't get over it. But that, Joe, um, you know, that's what's really weird. It's just like I was literally mm-hmm. lapping up every word that she was saying. Literally, she's talking about bread and butter and marmite. And they're like, yeah, you can do this. Life isn't perfect, but you can still have. I was like, you can still be good. I was like, yes. I fucking I hate that. Marmite, but yeah, let's have it. <laughs> yes. 
speaking of good analogies, I just want to say well done. Well done. <laughs> it was beautiful, wasn't it? it was I'm very, beautiful. very proud. Yeah. Very proud. And it's now, we're now tied. Slinky has brought us up to six, six all. And um, I couldn't be more proud of you, to be honest. It's time for Sing It, Suck It. Is it a hit or are they talking shit? Favourite part of the show, apart from obviously we bring our guests in. But <laughs> I'm going to let you have this one this week. Me being the graceful winner that I am. I'm going to let you go what, first. What, you can let me start? Mm. Okay. Uh, so my single sack it this week is by Adele and it's from my favorite song of hers from her new album I drink wine and the lyrics go we're in love with the world but the world just wants to bring us down by putting ideas in our heads that corrupt our hearts somehow that song speaks to me on so many levels I know why have you picked that one today Oh. I mean, even the middle, even the chorus is like, I hope I learn to get over myself and stop trying mm-hmm. to be somebody else. Like, oh, that woman. But anyway, I thought that specific verse, we're in love with the world, but the world just wants to bring us down by putting ideas in our heads that corrupt our hearts somehow. And I think that I will sing it because I think the world does want to bring us down a lot of the time because it shows us everything that we can't have. And speaking about perfection, we can want something with our hearts so badly, but the world tells us we can't have it sometimes. And I think that we would do a lot better off if maybe we ignored those reasonings, you know? No, I completely agree. And I think, I think everything's obtainable with the kind of like the right attitude and the right heart kind of thing. I know it sounds so cheesy, but I might actually, I love the song, but I might sack it. I haven't sacked one for a while. Go on. I think I might sack it because I think, (laughs) (laughs) oh, I mean, there is an element of the world that tries to bring us down, but I don't think it's the world that brings us down. I think we're our own worst enemy. I think it's uh, it's Mm. us that brings ourselves down. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm I'm speaking from personal experience. I mean, I I think I'd speak for you as well with this respect. It's like there's actually a lot of people, there's a lot of things in this world that would actually really champion for you to go and go out there, get what you want. But it's, it's us, it's our, it's our like self-limiting beliefs and this kind of imposter syndrome and fear and this kind of constant chasing of perfection that actually stops us from that. So I don't, don't, I'm Mm going to have to sack it, Emma, unfortunately. (laughs) I hear you definitely what you were just saying about having I think we can go around with a bit of a chip on our shoulder sometimes Mm. and I don't think we are in love with the world a lot of the time and that's the problem I think if we were more in love with the world yeah yeah deep (laughs) (laughs) so sorry Adele I think we're gonna sack it even though it's a beautiful song it's beautiful it's a belter as well I actually love it Okay, well, I have one to you now. It's a bit, bit more okay. upbeat because, well, there's two versions of the song, both equally in my eyes, that are very, very good. And it's called Oh My God. And some people might remember this as a Kaiser Chief song. Some people might remember it as a Mark Ronson and Lily Allen song. But there's a line in it that goes, Time on your side, it will never end. The most beautiful thing you can never spend. But you work in a shirt with your name tag on it, 
drifting apart like a plate tectonic. No, tectonic. I mean, that's a lie because time does end. Thank you for joining us this week. <laughs> <laughs> like in my head, that's like, oh, you're, you know, working with your name tag on and you're like kind of just drifting, drifting through life. But it's OK because there's unlimited time. But that's bullshit. There, there isn't unlimited time at all. So, no, I'm sacking it. You know what? I'm also sacking it. Because for the exact same reason. And when, like, time on your side, it will never end. It's like, well, one, yeah, time does end. The most beautiful thing you could ever spend. Like, that I do agree with. The most beautiful yeah, thing time, you could actually yeah. spend on is time and, like, the effort. But it's this bit that's kind of triggered me a little bit. That's kind of annoyed me. But you work in a shirt with your name tag on it, drifting apart like a plate tectonic. One, because I had to Google what a plate tectonic was. <laughs> which tectonic plates, right? Time. In geography, when you get, like... The oh, no, I don't want it is now. Oh, right. Sorry. It causes, causes tsunamis and things as well. Yeah, and earthquakes. <laughs> nice. Did you not do your geography GCSE? Come no, on. I did history. I could tell you all sorts oh, about Robin That Hitler. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but it's this kind of thing where, like, I think you, you said it to Lottie about, like, this version of self-development that sometimes it's okay to be comfortable it's okay to play it safe and it's mm. like there's people out there that yes they may work in a shirt with their name tag on it but at the same time they're probably the most happiest of people because they're very content mm. with what they have yet then you have people yeah. that are constantly chasing to be like the boss the CDO, ceo there's 24 hours in a day but the same amount of time mm. in your day is beyonce and it's like chill out beyonce guys. probably yeah sat in a work I'm pretty sure she worked somewhere before she was Beyonce yeah do you know what I mean it's yeah just but like... it's that classic yeah no you're right but it is that classic thing of finding that balance between really striving and working your ass off and and wanting more for your life but also mm. balancing that with actually I'm working here for a bit like I'm doing at the moment yeah. I'm back in the service sector and I'm nearly 27 and there would be a definitely a part of emma a year ago who'd be like oh god sort your shit out and it's like no because i'm so happy yeah so, like yeah. yeah okay great good one gosh so many deep ones no geez what is going on today i don't know yeah sacking it yeah fuck it oh my Get god rid. i can't believe it i've never Sorry. been this far away from home <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well guys sad. thank you so much for tuning in to another episode we've had a good load of fun haven't we taylor yeah sorry about it being so deep but the the feels were out today but after the conversation with lottie i feel all empowered now mm, so totally. um and as the winner of our waffle word of the week what is next week's going to be the waffle word of the week next week is spatula okay i'm on board with spatula love a good spatula i have a favorite spatula do you mm. is it silicon yes yeah they are always the best it's good yeah. that's on the baking theme i feel like lottie yeah. will be proud of that uh waffle word of the week it's been a pleasure emma as always if you've liked what you've heard like subscribe give us five stars get in touch say hello Tell us if you loved it. Tell us if you hated it. Give us something. <laughs> Tell us if you want some fridge magnets. 
Yeah. Should we start some fridge magnets? Should we start some merch? Yeah. Sing it, sing it or sack it on a t-shirt. Yeah. Get in touch if you want some merch, actually. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.